The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Greetings in the sweet name of Jesus. I'm Head Pastor Billy Han Jr. And I'd like to thank you for joining us today. We'd like to welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XD TV, channel 13. In San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, channel 13 in Palm Springs. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KB TV, channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV, channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR TV, channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA TV, channel 15.3 and Comcast Channel 230 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign of the roof of the temple Jesus coming soon. A landmark in Kali for 100 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lachman on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr., in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be a real blessing to you our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Today, we are commemorating the 70th anniversary of our Mar Branch Church, located at 1211 Front Street in Lahaina, Maui. The church is still standing and serving as a beacon to all our visitors and saints that pass by. 
May the Lord bless the service and his words and all the saints and friends who come together to celebrate this wonderful milestone of the church. To start off today's program, the church choir under the direction of Emilia Hahn will sing that beautiful song, Surely You Care For Me. It is comforting to know that through our hardships and sins, the Lord cares for us. As we cast all our burdens into his loving hands, he will be by our side to answer our prayers. All the glory and honor goes to our Lord for his great goodness and mercy. Oh, 
The church band under my direction will play the song, Lift Every Voice and Sing. We lift up our voices and sing out to the Lord in praise and thanksgiving for the salvation of our souls and the glorious gift of His Holy Spirit. We lift up our voices as we share the gospel to everyone. The gospel is the good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and fire, and Jesus is coming soon.
This morning's soloist, Christy Hahn, will sing a spiritually inspiring song titled, Going Home. Our time here on earth is just temporary, and soon the Lord will say, come up hither. And those who died in Christ will be raised up first, and we which are alive and remain on earth will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Many times in my childhood when we travel so far by nights full how weary I'd grow Father's arms would slip round me so gently he'd say my child we're going home church choir will now sing their second number for the day entitled the love of the lord the fruits of the spirit should be kept top of our mind in our daily walk with the lord the words of the song serve as a gentle reminder that love joy peace patience goodness faith and meekness are among the key traits that we can find waiting in the love of the lord please follow along and sing with the choir as you see the words on your screen
section of the church band will now play a song selection entitled where he leads i'll follow with simple trusting faith we can lay our burdens at the altar and know that our lord will answer our prayers for prayer is the strength of the gospel it is prayer that moves the mighty hand of god that moves the whole world prayer is the strength of our families and is what will help us to follow the lord until he returns in clouds of glory for his very own
Our vocal group today is Redeeming Zion, who will come together and blend their voices in sweet harmony to the delightful song, He's a Wonderful Savior to Me. We should be so thankful to have a wonderful Lord who shed His blood on the cross of Calvary and rose again so that we too may have the promise of eternal life. He is the light of the world that serves as a beacon in the night to those who have lost their way in the dark storms of life. To God be the glory for the great things He has done, doing, and going to do. At this time, it gives me great pleasure to dedicate this number to David and Jobel Buckley and family. May the Lord continue to pour forth His bountiful blessings upon all of you. Have a wonderful Sunday.
Jesus took me in, he's a wonderful Savior to me. Hi, and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California. These telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV Channel 15.3 and Comcast Channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. Sunday, Sunday gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. And prayer services are held every daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Friday at 10 a.m. At Okamaki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Wednesday evenings only at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaneri Sr. in Kanakakai Molokai, by Pastor Walter I. Tin Loy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Waasano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espero in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espero in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui branch church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections, however, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now, I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. I pray your sharing in our TV gospel service will enable you to flee the devil and that it will be an opportunity for you to renew your Christian dedication and commitment to our Lord Jesus. We need to pray much for the body of Christ. The time is short and God's people must be fully prepared and ready when Jesus comes for his bride, the body of Christ. Therefore, it is imperative for us to spread and propagate the gospel through sermons such as the one I am presenting today and entitled, spiritual manifestation. The greatest change that can come to any man's life 
is a spiritual change. Some people were strong at one time, but now they are weak. Once their hearing was good, but now they are deaf. Some people have changed mentally. Once they were hmm, stupid, but now they have great knowledge of the things of the world. More than anything or anybody, Jesus can create great change. In the ninth chapter of Acts, we can find how the Lord changed Saul from being a sinner to becoming a saint and from being a persecutor to becoming a preacher. In the 10th chapter of Acts, he changed Peter from being a narrow, selfish, prejudiced Christian who believed that Christianity was for the Jews only into being a man with a worldwide vision who finally came to know that Jesus Christ was the Savior of all men who put their trust in him. I pray, viewers, that you will say today, I will live a better, more faithful, more active Christian life. In the city of Caesarea, there lived a man named Cornelius. Reading Acts, the 10th chapter, first and second verses, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, a devout man, and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. Cornelius, a Roman centurion, was a Gentile. Gentiles were despised and considered by the Jews to be outcasts who were away from God and not privileged to enjoy his blessings. One, he was a devout man. This means he was devoted to religious feeling and duties. Today, you will not call a man who never went to church nor showed any interest in the things of God as being devout. Two, he feared God with all his house. This means he recognized God's power and place and he led his family and servants to be a holy, to a holy God. Three, he gave much alms to all people. He was no respecter of men. He was not mean or stingy. He did not regard money to be his God, nor did he look down on the poor. He saw their plight and had pity on them. And out of the abundance of his heart, he supplied their needs. Four, he prayed to God without ceasing. He knew his own strength was not enough. He wanted to reach out and touch the hand of God, and he did so in the only way he knew how, which was to watch and pray. Today, realize that many people are not following Cornelius' footsteps. One might even say, this man doesn't need to be born again. However, I would beg you to remember that we are not saved by our own goodness, righteousness, or by our gifts. Paul tells us in Ephesians 2, 8-9, For by grace are we saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. This scripture tells us that one must accept Jesus as his personal Savior, Master, and Lord. Though Cornelius was not a saved man, he was seeking salvation and God's peace. One day, God sent an angel with a message for Cornelius. Reading Acts 10, 3-5, he saw in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. Now why did the angel tell Cornelius how to be saved? The angel knew the story of redeeming love. But nowhere do we find in the New Testament that an angel was permitted to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. Reading Hebrews, 12, Hebrews 1 and 2, Hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. 
This then tells us that rather than the angels, God gives you and me the authority to preach the gospel. Cornelius lost no time. He was eager to see Peter and hear from him God's message. Would to God that people today would seek and listen to that same message. Wouldn't it be wonderful if men everywhere asked, what must I do to be saved? And the answer Paul and Silas said in Acts 16, 31 to 33, and they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized. He and all his straightway. And since we are speaking about Cornelius, calling for Peter to preach the gospel, something wonderful happened while Peter preached Jesus to the Gentiles. The Holy Ghost fell on them as it did on the day of Pentecost. A baptism followed immediately as you read in Acts 10, 47 to 48. Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which we have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. After all, the Holy Ghost will not save anyone, but the name of Jesus will. It was Jesus who shed his blood on the cross for the sins of the whole world. And they only in the name of Jesus can one receive the remission of sins. Jesus is the only Savior lost for this lost and dying world. The church at Philippi, the church at Corinth, the church at Ephesus, and the church at Galatia were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. The Colossians were buried with him in baptism too. We read in Colossians 2.12, buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. Let us read John 3.5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. What does it mean to be born of water? To be born of water is to be immersed in water in the name of Jesus Christ, according to Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. To be born of the Spirit is to speak in an unknown tongue or language, which is the only verification that one has received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, according to Acts 2.4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, 102 of them in the upper room, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. It was baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ without exception. Why is the name of Jesus so important? Acts 4.12 declares, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. It is a name which is above every name, in heaven and in earth, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Naturally, many today question the use of Matthew 28, 19 in baptism. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. The truth is, there is not one record of an apostle baptizing a convert while repeating the words in Matthew 28, 19. The name which is Jesus must be mentioned to fulfill all righteousness. Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost are merely titles. There is no promise of remission of sins or the promise of the Holy Ghost or the gift of healing in Matthew 28, 19. The word name is in the singular, not plural. And his name is Jesus. As you read in Colossians 2, 9, for in him, not they or them, 
dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost dwelleth in Christ Jesus. Thus, there are three manifestations, but only one God. First John 5, 7 tells us, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And that, TV viewers, is the gospel of the kingdom of God in any nutshell. We see that Christ's salvation is not for the Jews only, but for all from the east, west, north, and south. God is no respecter of persons. In every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Let us refocus upon our message. While Peter was waiting for dinner, he said to himself, I will go up to the roof and pray. All of a sudden, he fell into a trance. Listen to Acts 10, 11 to 15. And so heaven opened, and a certain vessel descending unto him, as it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners, and led down to earth, wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth, and the wild beasts, and the creeping things, and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. And Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice spake unto him again the second time, what God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. Three times did this event repeat itself. God impressed the matter into Peter's mind. The sheep was then taken back to heaven. What did God teach Peter? Well, Peter was still on his high horse. He felt that everybody but the Jews were outcasts. However, Jesus said in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Listen to Acts 10, 17 to 20. Now, while Peter doubted in himself what this vision which he had seen should mean, behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house, and stood before the gate, and called and asked whether Simon, which was surnamed Peter, were lodged there. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Arise, therefore, and get thee down, and go with them, doubting nothing for I have sent them. Peter answered, All right, Lord, I do not understand, but I will go. Peter had the right attitude. Abraham had that attitude when he went out, not knowing whether he went. Many others have had the same spirit since his time. Here's one thing we should remember to be viewers. When God says go, you do not go alone. He goes with you. Peter went down the stairs and approached the men and said, I am Peter. I understand you're looking for me. What can I do for you? One of them replied, Our master Cornelius, a Gentile, is a wonderful man. He fears God. He prays. He is well thought of by the Jews. Recently, an angel appeared to our master Cornelius and told him to send for you, saying that you, that is Peter, would have a message for God for him. All of a sudden, the light began to dawn on Peter's mind and heart. If God wanted him to go and preach the gospel to the Gentiles, it meant God wanted the Gentiles to be saved. Peter understood the meaning of the vision, that God loved all the people. He was no respecter of persons. Peter was a Jew, and the Jews at that time had no dealings with the Gentiles. It was the intent of Cornelius to invite Peter and his entourage to spend the night. It was during this account that Peter went, underwent divine change. As Peter approached Joppa, Cornelius ran to meet him, fell down, and worshipped him. Reading Acts 10, 26-27, But Peter took him up, saying, Stand up. I myself also am a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many that were come together. 
they went into the house. There was a strange occurrence for Peter, and he hastened to explain his actions, not only for the benefit of Cornelius, but for the Jewish Christians who were with him as well. He said, I know it, it is unlawful for you to keep company with one of another race, but the other day God said I was not to call any man common or unclean. Thus I have come gladly to your home. Now tell me why you have sent for me. Cornelius eagerly told his story of how the angel appeared to him, to telling him to send for Peter. Thus Cornelius continued, Here we are all gathered before God, ready to hear what God has told you. Peter to tell us what a wonderful service it is going to be. We have a spirit-filled preacher who is a man with a message from God. Also on hand, we have a waiting, eager, hungry audience. I certainly wish I had that kind of receptive audience for every one of my preaching occasions, and not ones that criticize and find fault in whatever I have to say. Yes, TV viewers, you have to come with an open mind to hear the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. The sun draws water from the every little pool and every little flower. It then pours the water back upon the earth in a flood. Thus it is that draw preachers draw power from the Lord and pours it back into the hearts of the listeners. Peter stood before the multitudes, a changed man. He confessed as you read in Acts 10, 34, 35. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. In other words, every human being is precious to Jesus. Whether a person lives in a simple home or a palace, on the streets or in the alleys, money makes no difference to God like it does to us. Reading 1 Timothy 6, 9 to 10 and 17. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. Some have erred from the faith, and God has to send sorrows to draw them back to the faith, in spite of the fact that they have money, education, and be rich in culture. As we get back to Peter, we find that he did not begin his sermon by eulogizing Cornelius. Peter did not compliment Cornelius on his goodness and generosity, nor did Peter exalt Cornelius to be good, kind, and prayerful. No, Peter preached Jesus Christ to Cornelius. Peter told of the birth, life, and death of our Lord Jesus. Peter also spoke of the Lord's resurrection and salvation that the Lord would give to all who believed in him. Peter told Cornelius what Cornelius needed to know. Peter did not waste any time. He preached the gospel of the kingdom of God, the same message that Jesus himself preached for 31 years or so. Listen to Mark 1, 14 to 15. Now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel is the good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and fire, and Jesus is coming soon. When Peter spoke, the Holy Ghost fell on them. As you read in Acts 10, 44 to 48, 
While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them, which heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water? that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost, as well as we. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. So you see, they were filled with the Holy Ghost before they were baptized in water, according to Acts 2.38. As Nicodemus was told by Jesus, you must be born again of water and of the Spirit to enter the kingdom of God. In the 11th chapter of Acts, the disciples are identified by name. The disciples were called Christians, first in Antioch, as we read in Acts 11:26. And when we had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians, first in Antioch. The name Christian, which meant crisis one, was first given to the believers in the Lord Jesus Christ at Antioch. Some people think today that all who live in a so-called Christian nation are Christians. The name Christian should only be used by those who are believers of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he is their personal savior. Indeed, we now know that Christ was not for the Jews only, but he existed to save men regardless of race, color, or station in life. God would have us to know that his great love is not for one particular group only, but for all humanity. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Peter learned that God loved all men and that salvation comes to all who put their trust in Jesus Christ. Thank God we don't have to go by what man says. We have a book written by men who were touched by the finger of God. As Peter tells us in 2 Peter 1, 20, 21, knowing this verse that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Every word of it came from God through men who were guided by and kept from error in their writing by the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to know more about God's word, the church, and review all these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Blehan Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. The church band will end the program with a toe-tapping song, The Banner of the Cross.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.